Yo, I just watched that uh, Twisted T video. It's nasty, right? That is that is um poetic justice. I like how you put that. I like how you put that, man. Yeah, that felt good, bro. Good, man. <laughs> That's putting justice. If if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it is a video of exactly what would happen if you do if you call someone a nigger unprovoked. <laughs> As a white man calling a black man nigger unprovoked, that is exactly the outcome you should expect every time. My guy was so patient with him too. My guy said, "Look, bro." Don't call me a nigga, man. Keep the critical moment in that video, G, is when homie drops the can. Because he, as a, as a dude who's like, who's been in that situation before, like, I'm looking at bro to just to see, like, all right, how is he going to handle this? And he's very patient with him. He's very calm to the point where I wasn't sure if he was going to do anything. It didn't look like you, he, he looked like to, he was going to stop at some point. And then he tried to, he tried to flip the can. Which is something that like you do when you're trying to when you're trying to be cool, like you know what I mean. And he didn't catch it. I was like, man, now you gotta hit him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's a that's a you getting your head at that point. You might be like, man, I just lost my whole mojo. So when he picked the can back up, I was like, you gotta hit him because now he's talking mad shit. Because homie tried to kick the can when it was on the ground, bro. And he and he, I'm glad he, if he had kicked the can, that whole thing I think goes a very different way, bro. But he happened to snatch the can up. Once he had the can, I was like, thank God. He at least didn't let this man kick the can. It was a critical moment. But you might lose all your momentum. Nah, he took that momentum. Brought it to that man's face with the can. <laughs> it looked like fireworks as the water exploded into, into mist. It was quite beautiful. I was like, damn, that did Spielberg shoot this? This is, this is very, very graphic. Is this CGI? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, definitely. The water gets the Grammy for or the the Oscar for a uh, supporting actor for sure. The twisted tea can is is all over the place. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, there is something. There is a conversation to be had about being able to read when a fight's about to break out, and I don't know if that is a a cultural thing. I don't know if that is a pigment thing. I don't know what it is, but. As a as a man, it is very very important to be able to read when a fight is about to go out because sometimes if you're reading this, it's too late, and now you know there's this twisted T exploding in your like off of your head because he had many a moments to be able to not get there. The, the man gave him plenty of opportunity to not get there. Twisting, throwing the can around means I'm still in a playful mood. So I can, you know, I, we don't have to do this. See, I think the dude had, I think the dude knew that, like, I don't know, bro. Like, the the white dude looked like he was re ready to lose a fight. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't look like he was, he was scared of it going to a physical place, but he also didn't look like he had any moves for physical place. You know what I mean? It didn't look like anything was going to stop him from talking his shit. Like, you know what I mean? So, it didn't, you know what I mean? He didn't look like some dude that had never been punched in the face before. He looked like some dude that, because when the way he took it, when he was like, all right, <laughs> you got it. That's been, that's a, that's an ass that has been whooped before. I don't think that's his first ass whooping, bro. I mean, if you're going to go you know around I mean? and being cavalier, calling people niggas out of nowhere, then I'm pretty sure that's not your first fight because if, 
that is an indication of how comfortable you are doing that. You've been confronted about that before, for sure. Bruh. That's another thing to talk about is what do you do when you when you feel that fight about to be in motion? Like, do you feel do you do you immediately back out the room? Because there's definitely people that go towards that fight. It's people that pull the phone out. You know what I mean? What is your instinct? I've I've always been a person that tries to avoid fighting and not because I'm afraid of fighting. But one, I believe in de-escalation you know i think it's it's quite easy to de-escalate situations and two i'm i'm not fully invested a lot of the times in trying to fight somebody now if a situation pushes itself me and you've been in situations where as boys we've had to handle what we've had to handle how we've handled it you know what i mean but i definitely don't look for that I, I definitely don't look to move towards fighting because it's also uncool, man. Like the women don't, women don't enjoy watching men fight. And I've always been a dude who tries to be as tuned in as I can be with what the women are into. So I'm the dude who's talking to the women after the fight has occurred. I don't know if that's always true. I've definitely been on some days. I've been on, I was at the movie theater one time and this dude, as we're leaving the movie theater, this dude, storms into the movie theater as if somebody had done him an egregious, <laughs> you know, disrespectful act. You know, this man came back, oh, y'all not going to go do that to me, walking past us. Now, the shorty I'm with stops and goes, hmm, I wonder what he's angry about. I said, we're not making it to this door quick enough because whatever <laughs> he is about to start <laughs> is going to end far from us, hopefully. I don't know if that's always the case, bro. And that's what I was asking. Like, I didn't mean to put you on the spot in terms of like, what do you do when somebody's trying to fight you? I'm saying in that room, when you know, when you, when you mind your own business, you feel that oh, somebody's getting aggressive. You see some dude over there talking to his homie, like, man, pointing at some other dude. Another dude is sitting there giving me mugging him. And you know, a fight is about to break out. You know what I mean? I gauge you, it. I I gauge it, G, because I have to see what are guns about to come. Like, you know, I have to gauge it. If it looks like a situation where more than two dudes scrap, if it's if it's not a scrap and it looks like it's about to be a brawl, I'm probably gonna find a way to keep whatever fit I have clean as it was when I got there, right? Especially if it doesn't if it doesn't concern me. Now, there's certain there's certain things you can pick up when when dudes is about to get into that hammer talk. And so if I see that coming, then I'll move. Like, the people that shoot guns don't say that they're going to shoot the guns. They shoot the guns is what happens. So you need to be very vigilant and realize, okay, is this a situation where there are people not talking who look like they'd still take this thing to the next level? You know, avoid, avoid of those circumstances. I'll watch a good fight now and then, dude. It's, it's entertaining. I'll stick around and I'll watch it happen and comment, you know. <laughs> I feel you. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's really such a gender thing. I think it's just more basic down to the type of person you are in terms of fight or flight. Like some people, especially so when it doesn't involve you, some people are still like, mm, let's get up on out of here, or at least let's check for the exits. Some people are like, ooh, and those are the people that usually end up like recording it on their camera. You know what I mean? That are shouting world star. That are. You know, there's some instigators, too. Some people love to instigate a fight. So I'm like, man, there's a lot of... If I had been there in that Twisted T-Shop, I'm like you. I probably would have seen, like, up, oh, they arguing. 
Now, matter of fact, I don't know. Because what do you what do you do? Because if he's saying nigga as a black person in the vicinity, then you got to kind of come up and just be like, hey, bro, like. <laughs> not, if I, not if I see this dude spitting twisted tea cans in his head. Because I know what that means. That means, <laughs> that means he's got this situation figured out. This man is a man weighing his options. I'm not going to step in unless I need to. You know what I'm saying? Now, if this man was being coy about it and everything, and I see this dude being aggressive, then chances are we'd have to check him. You know what I'm saying? Just let him know that the fire that he's coming with can be met with fire sometimes, you know? And so just just put somebody in place. <laughs> put somebody in place. And somebody like that, embarrassing them is always the best way to be able to do that. And you can do that on a very intellectual level very easily. Somebody that's acting out of rage is easy to break down intellectually because they're not thinking logically. Nah, see? Did that all right? <laughs> Doug, are you big boy from Outcast? I think <laughs> I, I think I, I appreciate you, my G, because I think that's that leaves me with a very confident sense that had you been there, that either you would have allowed homeboy to handle we handle that, and we still would have gotten to see that twisted T firework explosion, or there would have been a wet floor sign came out of nowhere, smack buddy upside his head. <laughs> Yo, and, and had a whole different viral video. There's a and there's a there's a story that me and you went through when we had to confront somebody, and I'll get right to that right after Miles Xavier. We have done we have done the due diligence, which is to welcome every single person listening to the All the Alive podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, and this is where this is where the the clapping the clapping thing goes. This is where's our clap machine post edit. We'll add it in post. We'll add it in post. It never gets edited in post, goddammit. <laughs> it does. You hear That's how you know he ain't go back to hear them air horns on that last video. Uh, I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm here. playing. We're professionals. We cooking. As I, and, that, and as you can tell, the qualities of the shows is getting harder. The topics are getting harder. You know, we're, we're really building this thing. And how we've broken the All The Way Live podcast, for those of you that are first-time listeners, is to divide it up into three different sections now those sections are miles xavier things that i write down those quest those segments that we have broken down to is the stumble upon current news and recommended and review now for stumble upon these are going to be things that me and miles have stumbled upon over the week things that have interested interested us things that have you know requires for, for us to bring forward that's what we break down with y'all and then from there we go into current news and this is whatever is hot and sizzling on the topic meter. We go right up to what matters, we grab that out, and we break it down for you, right? And I gotta tell you guys, all right, the current the current news is current news, but on recommendeds and review, this is where we get y'all, right? Now, recommendeds and review, <laughs> this, is, this is where we engage with you guys, the audience, man. This is where we take the things that the fans, the listeners, the people tell us to talk about, and we bring it forward. And on today's show, people want us to talk about the movie Soul. And we've talked, and we watched Soul. We did the due diligence. Y'all asked for it, we did it. Y'all wanted us to watch it? We watched it. We watched it twice, matter of fact, because that's what the people want. <laughs> Big Disney and. <laughs> big Disney energy, big D energy, you feel me? And so we going to, uh, too far, too far. All right, too far, whatever, I take it back. So, and then from there we go into, and then from there we go into rec reviewing Your Honor, right? 
Miles Xavier. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, grab a drink, grab a vice, grab a plate of food, grab a drink, turn up your ear pods. This is the All The Way Live podcast, baby. Welcome. What up? The live guys is in the building. Shout out everybody who's an excellent gift rapper over the holidays. Shout out, shout out all the rappers. Matter of fact, shout out everybody who is in that very small window of people that is able to do something cool on New Year's safely. That's raw. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just mad overrated. But you know, it's a it's if you can hook something up, hope you brought in the year dope. It's the first pot of 2021, man. As we were saying, Miles Xavier, just to piggyback off of the conversation that we were just having on fighting, I remember a particular instance where me, you know, you guys came to visit South Africa and we took a trip and we're moving around and we were in, you know, the way South Africa is broken up for it, for people that haven't been, is that South Africa is definitely a black city. Um, it's Africa, right? But there are still pockets in Africa where there are predominantly the uh, Afri people of Afrikaans descent, right? Afrikaners, which are still South Af which is still South Africans, undoubtedly. However, those would be your white South Africans, right? Specifically from the Dutch descent. Afrikaners, Dutch descent. And then you have British South Africans as well. Breaking it down for you. Very simple. Anyways, um, if you know the history of South Africa, you know the history of South Africa is filled with racial tensions and turmoil. So we were taking a trip down into one of these one of these pockets where it's a predominantly Afrikaner city. We pull up Miles Xavier and it was y'all guys' first time in South Africa. We are met with aggression from this white, from this older white gentleman, right? Now, he didn't say anything particularly to us, but in reference to us, he said, he said, um, these, uh, he said, uh, that's, that's you people, something you people, right? You people. Yeah, and he said that. Something indicative, yeah, something indicative of his belief that we were long to agree with him. Yes, essentially, right? And so with that, I heard it and I came and I approached you as me, you know, we had a white, uh, a white friend with us from the U.S. as well, first time visiting South Africa. And I told you guys, I said, gentlemen, I, I'm going to confront this person on this thing that he said, but the reason I'm doing it is because it's important for him to understand that that type of, of attitude and that type of, of energy will not be tolerated by all, will not always be tolerated. And, it's, and I wasn't doing it in order to, to flex on him. It was more so in order to impart some knowledge on him just to let him know, hey, listen, you're you are using these words freely. And, and that's what we did. I, I told you guys this and then I went up to him and I said, um, hey man, I've heard, I heard you say you people in reference to us. I think it's very important that you know that some people like myself are going to be offended by it. And it's important that you're cognizant of that so that we can use language that is not offending to everybody. You were there. I believe that's what I said verbatim. Yeah. And I mean, good memory, dude. I, I do remember being very, uh, very proud and taking note of how you handled that and how you used it very intentionally as a teachable moment in your space, right? In your uh, country that you, that you are our host, 
right? And that is definitely something that resonated with me. It's like when you take people somewhere, when you invite somebody to view your home or into a certain space that you might be more comfortable with than they are, you know, it's important to uh, be that buffer between them and, you know, what they might experience. Maybe not in necessarily because, you know, me and Will can't handle ourselves or mm-hmm. could not have handled Buddy if we, if we, but maybe we wouldn't have recognized where that energy was coming from in the same way, being foreign to that, that space and the historical perspective of, you know, how racism developed in that country. So, yeah, man, I mean, that was definitely a moment where a very fun trip, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say even took like a downturn or, or a too serious turn, but like, man, it was, that was definitely a, a very uh, poignant moment of like, when confronted with, uh, a lack of intellectual base of and disrespect. Um, confront that with your intellectual uh, abilities, with your, you know, and and you don't have to meet that with fire, right? And so, as we talked about some of the other cases before, you can meet that with, you know, not only am I not what you think I am, you're not what you think you are, and I can explain to both of us why, right? Yeah. And if you want to throw hands, we could take it there. <laughs> so I Which think, is an important yeah, element to that. Power. It's an important element. That's but power. like it's an important combo for like for for it's an important combo to have in just the matter of how do you handle someone being overtly racism to you as a black man? You feel me? Ooh, we just stumbled on we just stumbled on a on a topic. Just like that, fresh off the dome. Um yeah. I think it's situational, right? And I think it depends on who's doing it to you. And, you know, it's a lot to ask Black people on top of everything else to weigh their options carefully when confronted with something that they should not have to deal with ever, right? But I think what it comes down to is where are you at? Is this a teachable moment? Is this person threatening your person? And I'm of the belief that if they are threatening your person, like, then do whatever you have to do to get them out your way right yeah if they're not threatening your person decide whether it's a teachable moment if it's not a teachable moment then going to make your moves man but if it is then that's why we out here trying to make sure that we are fiercely articulate about this we are educating ourselves about our situation and how we got here and to be able not to speak for anybody else but to be able to speak the truth of what's of what's happened and what's created our circumstances to anybody who would seek to simplify them to to gaslight us about who we are and our power and and you know what we can be and what our options are and the agency we should have yeah it's um i think it's also important to realize that you the objective is not to be right in this situation because just like in our just like in our situation we very articulately broke down exactly you know how this could be offending with very intentional energy and yet his response was still of aggression he was he was being you know he was swearing at us he was becoming very loquacious and and mumbling and 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 i think at some point sweating we laughed it off because there's three of us and easily we could break this man down and i believe he, he ended up going to say uh the issue with you people in this country is that you're uneducated and i am a lawyer and so and so and we left because we realized oh this person has no idea not only who they're talking to but what they're talking about 
and then we're able to to push that from there now if we wanted to meet that aggression with aggression with you know meet that fire with fire we had that option but in realizing that the the effort to do that and then the effort to do that and then the potential repercussions that come from there and what you know what you'd have to handle it it it, it, it does not outweigh just being able to be like, I right, whatever, and keeping it moving without, without missing a beat. I, I imparted it. He doesn't want to take it. That's not on me, and I keep it moving. I think the, the rush to aggression, th- there's very little space in the world for a black man who's unable to manage his, his aggression. And the repercussions for us are, 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 are futile at times. That is not that's futile, a reality. Deadly, we have to, sorry, deadly. That's a that's a reality we have to live with, but that's not the way that it should be, right? We we do have to walk around with the knowledge that um, we cannot and will not get away with what other people get away with, but that it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. That's a weight that we have to carry. So while we acknowledge that, I would say that yeah, man, I think it's um it's part of a it's part of a it's part of a system that makes it's part of a system that puts black people under so much pressure that when a perfect moment to smack somebody in the face with a can of tea is the perfect measure of expression of what is happening. Right. And the fact that so many, we, we all have a subconscious knowledge that we're constantly backing that black people are constantly backing to that corner. And it was amazing to see the exact correct measure of force explode all over that guy's face. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Hey, man, we, you know, we, we, we got rolling right into these conversations. I didn't even have the time to ask you to dap on in and, and talk to us, let the people know how you feel and what type of energy you bring to the podcast. You know, how, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm out here. Re uh, recalibrating after after the holidays, you know, a lot of time, uh, just really strengthening family connections. Right, like drove all the way to Florida to see my grandparents. Uh, was very deliberate about calling my bro. Um, his birthday is the twenty eighth. My big brother Daniel, shout out to him. Shout um, out. Just connecting, with, yeah, connecting with him and his family. So, a lot of that has meant not doing you know, typical house, regular other 51 weeks of the year stuff. So I'm getting back in my bag with my laundry rotation, with cooking for myself and food prep, not relying on leftovers and fast food um, coming out the holidays. Like I'm just trying to, you know, realign, re-engage, get back with the pod schedule. You know what I mean? It's all, uh, it's all falling into place, but I'm I'm definitely, uh, I'm back and I'm ready for, I'm ready for 2021 and to to do as much as we can do with whatever, whatever might come. Mm -hmm. I think last year, everything that it was caught us off guard with how crazy it was this year. Even if it don't get better, (laughs) we know you can't break us. So let's bring it on. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) I was way, I was way. As you well, you want that. an invitation over here? Come on, go tell us how you is. What up? Bring it in. What's going um, on? Nah, man. As always, it's it's always a pleasure to be on this podcast. You know, um, it genuinely is. And I was and I was telling, I was telling my lady, I was I was saying, you know, you you begin prepping on Saturday for the podcast, and then you move into 
the mindset of it on Sundays. I do the yoga, make sure that my energies are aligned. I just came back from a lovely family dinner where my sister was DJing to a to an applause of 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 close to the family, you know, man. So it's always a pleasure when I can. Yeah, for sure. That's a whole story we need to talk about. But um, it's always it always feels good when. The day's been good, and it's just genuine positive energy that we can throw into this podcast, man. And as always, you know, your boy brings you nothing, if nothing, but positivity and banter. You're back with that today, bro. That's what it is. Bye, baby. Live. That's what it is. We're cultivating positivity for y'all, man. Serving it to you on a bed of hip-hop and goddamn banter. Did you say banter? I'm adding banter again. Two times. Banter twice. Banter two times. <laughs> That's banter the name of this episode. Banter two times. <laughs> banter two times. Hey, man, speaking of banter, we will be right into StumbleUpon, my G. Let's go. You want to go first or should I go first? I know you a little... I know your story hits close to home. The story does hit close to home. The story, Miles Xavier got scammed. Out of an Xbox this um, on the first of January, sir. On the first of January, this the streets are the streets are starving. The streets are starving. I'm not gonna lie, it it was uh, it was like stepping out into a Chicago winter and just then just being hit in the face with that Chicago chill and realizing that the jacket that I have on is clearly not thick enough for this temperature outside. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Street to let you know. But man, I just want to commend you because after we talked about it on the last podcast, how many families the Mandula Foundation has fed. And it wasn't enough for you. You had to go out and feed a family escapist too. It's funny you say <laughs> that, Jim. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'll tell you and I'll tell I'll get to why. But essentially I wake up on the first, you know, I look around, I think, listen, there's too much clutter. And in, in I have I have a lot of things, you know, instead of letting this Xbox sit and collect dust, let me flip it, maybe buy something for the podcast with that money, you know, increase the quality, whatever the case is. Um, I put it up on um, essentially South Africa's version of Craigslist. And, you know, I'm not even going to lie, man. I'm Which more is called? Impre- it's called Gumtree. I thought it was going to be called like <laughs> Nagwimbe's List or some shit like that. I'm saying, bro, they didn't want to match it one to one. I can't do this show. I can't do this show. <laughs> shoot, shooters gonna shoot. Listen, it's called Gumtree, and so I go ahead and I put the um, I go ahead and I put the Xbox up on Gumtree. Um, the gentleman hits me, hey man, I need to buy this Xbox for my son, my kid, whatever. Um, you know, let's do. It, it was weird because he was he was pushing the bank thing details, like send me your bank details just so I can secure it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anybody else to buy this shit. Let me send you the bank detail. Let me send you the the deposit, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, dude, it's not even it's not even noon on the first of January, and I'm already getting to the bank. Clearly, 2021 is my year of getting to the bank because the universe wouldn't fit. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to sell this Xbox. I'm trying to sell the Xbox on Gumtree. On okay, South Africa's Craigslist. And the guy requests to pay you by you giving him your bank details, and he's just gonna use that to deposit some cash. 
which is, you know, things get paid through bank transfer all the time. That's not a, that's not an unstandard practice, right? So much so that I was saying, I'm only going to, and I said, I'm only going to take bank transfer if you give me your ID, if you give me a proof of payment, and I get a confirmation from the bank that that money has been sent, right? The way, how sophisticated, and I'm glad I can actually talk about this. So if anybody is listening, they can, you know, learn from, they can learn from this, how, how sophisticated these scams are. So they fake the proof of payment from the bank. You know, they ask for my details, exactly how it's done. They send that through with the same. What did they proof, send you? A proof of, how did they fake the proof of payment? So they take, um, so you have a, when you finish paying, when you send cash to somebody, a, you can request an electronic sheet that highlights who the, who the thing was sent to, how much money was sent to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's an official bank letter. And this, this comes to you in an email. So he would then get emailed, right? Or it can either get sent to me directly or he gets sent to mm-hmm. it and then he forwards it on to you, right? And But, bank, but you received it. You received an email with like a PDF of a bank statement, basically. It's ex- essentially, essentially, right? He sends me his ID. He sends me that. Now in South Africa, and I know that's not, I'm not sure if it's the case in the US, but in South Africa, if I send you cash, I have to put, I put your number in the, in the, in, in the questionnaire before I send you your cash. And then the bank will send you a message notifying you that that payment has indeed been, been enacted, right? Cool. Now, if you're moving from uh, from different banks, sometimes I can take a day, sometimes I can take two. It's the first of January on a Saturday. It's the first of Jan on yeah. a Friday. Something to myself. He's got to cook it. <laughs> he's got, he's <laughs> they're cooking. So I, so all of the, all of these things get sent to me. I double check with somebody with the same bank details. I say, how does this look? You say, no, it seems <laughs> it seems legit. Right. It seems legit. Cool. He says, listen, my driver's going to come through and pick up my driver's going to come through and pick up this Xbox. No problem. Whatever the drive, you know, I'm speaking to the driver. I'm coordinating with him. Um, the driver pulls up, um, but it's a lady driving and two dudes. And I thought that was weird. And I was like, nah, I need, I need ID from one of y'all. I need ID from one of y'all so I can take a picture of the ID or something. Listen, man, I'm just the hands. My boss said I should come here. He said he got everything handled. I don't even have a phone. Whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. At that point in time, I'm sitting. But with you're thinking. Boy. But you're thinking. But you're thinking. He's already. He's already paid you. He. I'm thinking to myself. Listen. I'm. This is kind of. This is a little off. This is when I first start thinking. Eh, this might be off. But he's already paid me, and the bank already sent it to me. I've taken the proof of payments. I've put them next to each other. He I've sent it my- to you from the from the bank, right? He sent so it you don't, to me. Do you have a way to do you have a way to check your bank balance? Like, do you have an app? So I check my bank balance, right? And I, I had him say, "Pimp it," and he goes, "It's the first of Jan. We're on different banks. Give it, give it a few hours or whatever type type story, right?" In my head, I'm thinking, "There's there's no way they could fake the text message that the uh, bank sends you." Because the number that the bank uses to send you a text message is not a number that you can particularly fake. It's a 14-digit number. plus 278, whatever, whatever. You can tell when a bank texts you because the numbers is different. 80005, whatever. They now have copied that and have a system that will send it to your phone directly. 
I was impressed at that. Like when I'm not gonna lie, once they drove off, I knew what it, I knew what the jig was. But you gave it to him. I handed it. I handed it over. I handed this thing over to them. You know, I had I, I donated to him. Fast forward to now they're blowing my phone up talking about dude, they were sending me <laughs> look like ransom pictures. <laughs> it looked like kidnapping pictures of my of my Xbox. Talk about if you don't pay us uh, sixty dollars, we gonna send it to a pawn shop and send it immediately. And they were sending me pictures. I was like, bro, look, please give it to your brother or whatever. I've literally spent more cash on food before. I don't need it that bad, but please stop hitting my phone up because now y'all just now y'all harassing me. Is what shit doing? I said, please give it, give it away or something. Just stop hitting my line because it will blow my line up. We have your Xbox. I know you just drove away in the car. <laughs> Literally, dude. Literally, they did. They kept on going back and forth with that. And the scam to continue the scam to continue the scam. They're gonna send your money, or else you won't see the Xbox. Obviously, you send the cash, and boom, they leave again. So they kept on blowing up. I was like, listen, guys, just, just take so. Guys, all to say, the streets is hungry out there. The streets is hungry. I was kind of happy that that happened to me early in the year because then it showed me, okay, this is what 2020 is like. This is the year of the wolves. And uh, I've been sharpening my teeth. So if this is how we play it. I'm ready to play like this. You know what I'm saying? But be safe out there, man. The streets is hungry. It's like the cold open to Atlanta where the dudes are the car. And uh, <laughs> we deal it around and go, hey, sorry about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> almost exactly almost exactly and that yeah, was my first sure. day out from having covid in two weeks so my sister said it was like you know the 42 dollars that they give you when you come out of prison she said she was like it's like you stepping out of prison and they steal your 42 dollars i was like that's pretty <laughs> accurate steal it at the gate you know robin season <laughs> robin's it's robin season man 2021 robin season you know people stay vigilant out there but that's my story of how i got scammed on the first of uh, on the first of New Year's, man. R.I.P. that Xbox. I hope it makes it into good hands. I'm sorry, dude. Hopefully, it uh, maybe it'll find its way with my Xbox controller. One of my one of the dudes that lives around the way was came through and was just like little youngin, bro, youngin, little came through, was pulled up, knocked on my door. Hey, dude, here have a few people over. We're trying to use the. Can we get you, let me get your Xbox controller? I said, he's used it and he's returned it before. And I said. And the way he took thanks, in the way the door closed behind him. <laughs> I knew I was never gonna see that controller again. <laughs> and, I ain't. I think, and I think he moved. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Happy 2021, like man. Happy 2021. What's your stumble upon, brother? Talk to me. Talk to the game, bruh. So ever since I came back from Florida, my uh my sleep schedule been off. So me being the strange uh weird person that I am. Uh I watch these uh when I'm trying to fall asleep, what really, you know, puts me in a good place, warms my heart, makes me ready to fall asleep, feeling like everything's okay, is watching white people in deep trouble. So explain I go on YouTube. I go on YouTube and there's this channel called JCS Psychology. Shout out them man. It's basically a series of interrogation videos that are broken down uh, using criminal psychology principles. So 
in in almost all of the cases, there's a confession, right? So you kind of know from the jump that the person's going to confess, but you get in a in you get the case from the perspective of basically the media and the police. So you they present the facts to you in basically the order that the police have them, um, but you kind of know that the person is guilty in most cases, right? So you just see this person be interrogated and you see the story of what actually happened slowly line up with what they said. It's fascinating stuff. So they break down all sorts of habits and things that people do when they're lying. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really interesting, but uh, yeah, these videos, these, these videos are about 20 minutes long to 40 minutes long, crazy stories, all types of, all types of nuts stuff, bro. Like so, what? Give me a story. Like, there's one in Florida, of course, where this dude uh, is, he is the chef. He's the manager and the head chef at a, at a restaurant called Bonefish Grill. And one of the shorties that is working there um, is, you know, he, he gets in a relationship with her. She's like one of the servers. Uh, and then they both do a lot of drugs. And then they get into an argument in his car. And so... The first thing we're presented is this is the uh, video camera of the car and you see like the car shaking like they got into an argument. You know what I mean? And then she never gets out of the car and he like drives away and then she's found later. Right. Okay. So she's dead. Super dead. So they go to they go interview everybody because she was last seen at work. Right. So they go and interview everybody at work. And they interview this. He's the first person they interview. Nothing, nothing comes up, but they interview everybody else. And then they later find the security video. So they go to talk to him again. And that's where the video cuts in is this interrogation. And they're like, so what happened? Cause we, and he doesn't know about the video. So eventually he of course admits, first of all, don't talk to the police without your lawyer present. That's the main thing. Get your lawyer. And the videos break down how they'll sit you down and the first thing they do is read you your rights and then they make you wait for a long time. So yeah. like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then they come back an hour and a half later, you're just happy to talk to somebody, right? And you've already been read your rights and now they're talking to you without your lawyer, right? So mm. don't say nothing without your lawyer, first and foremost. But they lock him into the story because he's trying to figure out what they got on him. So he admits that they got into an argument in the car. And then he's like, she got out and I got out and I drove home. But they got the video that shows that she never got out the car. Right. So they know that. And they're slowly walking. They're cooking them. They're slowly throwing onions, all sorts of seasonings in with them as they cook this man. And then he eventually like admits that uh, he killed her. And then it shows him just sitting in that room by himself, like freaking out, talking to himself, like you messed up, man. I'm so sorry. Whatever your name is, like, like just like, and it's like, and it's some of it is hard to watch, but then you remember that like he killed somebody, so it's like, dang. So, yeah, these videos are nuts, bro. Like, so I'm watching these videos, but here's the part that here's the here's the stumbled upon part, right? So I'm watching all these videos, thinking about, and it become for me, and I can't sleep, so um, usually these videos like. I'll, I'll pass out because it's just this dude, white dude talking back and forth with the interrogation. I'll fall asleep. But this time I'm not falling asleep. So videos keep going on loop and it just keeps looping the next one. So I'm in this brain mind state of like thinking about um, like going back and forth. You know what I mean? Like how could you outthink the police in this situation? Like, you know, you're putting yourself you, in the chair. 
in all the chairs though you know what i mean like of the police chair of the of him in the chair you know what i mean like just a fly on the wall like i'm going back and forth playing all these different positions and then this other video comes up in the form of a documentary and it's this dude talking about his brother who died and i'm thinking oh dang somebody murdered his brother and he's trying to like investigate it right so the video progresses and it's just talking all these glowing things about his brother and i'm like man and how do and then i'm like waiting for the point where like and then he joined a gang and it all went yeah. or like and he yeah. got on drugs and you know he met the guy that's going to kill him you know what i mean and like yeah. at a bar it never, one it never, night it never goes there and it turns out that this dude is just a perfectly chill like human being who got cancer and died and his brother made a documentary right Damn. so i'm in the middle of thinking like how do we out th like oh what are the first i'm looking for the first clues of a scenario that's going to set up his death like man this is where he this is where he went left at this is what happened wrong and then to later be walked into the fact that he actually just got cancer and died and there's nothing you could do about it just gives you a different respect for like people do horrible things to each other and sometimes things go left and mm -hmm. you can try all you want to prepare yourself for any inevitable scenario, right? Being confronted with a criminal, being wrongfully accused of something, how would you possibly handle the police in this different scenario, this and that? You could plan and you could try and out chest move, think three or four steps ahead, but then there's other stuff on the other side like cancer that you got that. And depending on how you get it, roll of the dice, you might have the one that takes you out, bro. Like you can't outthink it. You can, out, you can fight it and you can try as hard as you can, but you might take you and it was just like this crazy so after that i definitely couldn't sleep man i'm up for hours after that just thinking like man i can't outthink death <laughs> then the sun came up <laughs> so what strand were you hitting at this particular <laughs> time when you're trying to outthink death i needed that inner peace i was not i needed <laughs> not that it's, inner peace. it speaks to the reality of the value of being healthy, you know, health is wealth. And so no, ma no matter what we take for granted at times, the, the fact that one, we're here, you don't know what different ailments people are dealing with. You don't know what type of, um, you know, what the body can do. I mean, you can have a brain aneurysm, wake up, wake up dead. That happens all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hate to really, wake up dead. It really does happen all the time. And so generally speaking, you know, when we talk about going into 2021 and, act, and after having boxed COVID, the value of health is even higher to me um, now. And celebrating life is something that is also equally more important, you know, and I'm just glad we've been able to build a platform that is centered directly around not only the appreciation of, of well-being, but also the celebration of life. Learn through... Miles contemplating whether he can outthink death or not. That should be a weed. That should be a weed strand. I went. That's a long. That's that's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Dude. OG death. OG OG death or not. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, Buzz Xavier. The people. The people are talking to us, man. Yeah, a little bit. The people are talking to us. Um, and and you know the the current news the current news section is something that that's valued. So I you know I'm glad that we've been able to find something that that is relevant and that speaks to the times. And today, 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 what is on 
the topics of current news. We, we broke down the stimulus check last week, uh, the $2,000 stimulus check last week. So give last week's episode a look and the clips as well. And I, this might be way too late inside the podcast to bring it up. However, please, if you're rocking with the boys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. I know Instagram now has a whole new wave of algorithms that go you need to share a post you need to bookmark a post archive it i don't know a lot but listen if you rock with us show it up show some love now moving into current news what we are looking at today is i i've I've had a lot of people reach out to me regarding the bitcoin bitcoin surging past thirty one thousand dollars, right and so there's been a lot of talking question around is bitcoin a good investment you know there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies that are popping up at the same time um so i just figured it would be something worth bringing to the podcast and just kind of addressing what does it mean for bitcoin going over to thirty one thousand dollars um is bitcoin a good investment and and things of that nature right so in looking just just off the bat the number one question is is Bitcoin a good investment? Now, I think what, what's important to understand from an investment perspective is that there's always going to be something that is, um, there's, there's always going to be something that is, the, the, the laws of, of, of investment are high risk, high reward, right? And so when we talk about things being good investments, there has to be an appreciation of someone's risk tolerance and timeline. Because undoubtedly, having a diverse portfolio over long periods of time is one of the sure ways to beat the market. You know, the rule is time in the market beats timing the market. That's the rule. Fun, 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 um, fun little anecdote, if you will. Warren Buffett put up a challenge and the, and the award is... I think it's one or five, one, three or $5 million, right? Between that range, between one and $5 million. And he said, I'll take my million dollars and bet it only on the, on the indexes. I'm betting on the market. So S&P 500, your Dow Jones, these are, uh, you're betting on, on, on indexes, right? Which is everything in the market. And he puts, so he's saying, I'll, I'll put up, a million into that, into my accounts of just indexes against anybody over a 10, over a 10 or 13 year period that can outperform it. Right. I think they're now in year seven of that challenge and no one has been able to outperform it. Warren Buffett is still ahead. No one has been able to pick the number of individual stocks needed in order to beat that. All to say that diversification over long periods of time is the most true and tested way of beating the market. Now, bring that into Bitcoin. What does it mean? Now, when people talk about investing into Bitcoin, they're referring to purchasing um, shares, uh, they're purchasing ETFs. Um, hey, bro. There's, there's different sites that allow you to access the Bitcoin markets and it's traded like a foreign exchange market. It's traded like any other Forex. So what you'd be doing in that case is that you'll be buying Bitcoin and then at a certain time later, you'd be selling it or you'd sell it and then buy it at another time. The question comes again, is it a good investment? Now, when something is, 
when when we're in finance class, one of these finance classes we took in the masters, they had they asked us questions. They said if they said they gave us a scenario. They're saying uh, if um, your stock today goes from what zero to a thousand dollars in a day, and then continues to do that over a week, and they kept on asking us day one who would buy in, day two who would buy in, and ironically, as the days of this particular thing kept on performing better, more people would start dropping more people would be less willing to invest ex- anticipating that potentially that value would go down. And that's the same thing with Bitcoin. You know, you have people now who are seeing this meteoric rise in the value of this, of this currency and they want to be able to join on the rod, but also they understand that there's been a fall that comes into play. I'm trying not to be too technical with these things. Am I making, am I making sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. As somebody who is only marginally familiar with Bitcoin, right? I, I, I think, uh, I think it does. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to treat it like you would stock in anything else, right? You're projecting how valuable is Bitcoin going to be over the next, ye- the period of time in which you want to see your investment, right? So, when everybody's telling you, right? I see a lot of people on Facebook, um, and Instagram, and on social media saying. Uh, buy Bitcoin, just do it, right? <laughs> it's like, I, so, but that's a, that's a, that's hoping that in 10 years, 15 years, that that Bitcoin, that you, not that Bitcoin becomes the currency that everybody's using, but just that, you know, it's worth more than it is, it is now. How, by how much? I don't really know. To me, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see, and basically what I would ask you is what are what is what would the reasoning be to treat Bitcoin like anything else, like besides a, a, a stock, right? So what is it about Bitcoin that might be more profitable faster? I mean, that's an important question to ask, right? And that would be volatility, right? So Bitcoin is a forex. It's a it's a foreign currency, and there's a lot of markets for the foreign current for foreign exchange currencies. People buy and sell US dollars, people buy and sell currencies every day it's one of the most lucrative um is one of the most lucrative trading departments when it comes to finances right trillions of dollars worth of stocks are traded on a daily basis and the reason for that is that they're volatile just like bitcoin they can move from 19,000 to 31,000 in a span of a couple of months you know just shooting right up now when something is volatile it has a lot of you know, when it's volatile, it's risky. It's, it moves up and down very, very quickly. So it's high risk, but at the same time, it can be high reward. Now, if what I believe is that over a longer period of time, Bitcoin has shown the ability over a few years to one, continue to increase in value and two, make sure um, it, the, the troughs that it has after hitting peaks are now getting less that they're they're not falling off as hard anymore bitcoin is able to hold this value a little bit better and you know generally speaking there's a there's a greater public appreciation for bitcoin now what i am cognizant of when it comes to bitcoin is its applicability when i look around in africa when i look around in the growing middle class in china when i look at the in China and Asia, right? When I look at South America, what you realize is that you can have a perfect solution for 
currency and currency exchange in the first world and developed countries like Bitcoin would be in the US for you to be able to pay with Bitcoin in um, or with any other or with any other blockchain currency in the US in Switzerland there's places in Nether in in um in in Netherlands uh in Amsterdam where you can go around just paying with Bitcoin developing countries don't have that luxury we do not have the technology infrastructure yet to be able to transact in that manner. So when I see Bitcoin, I go, yes, that is a commodity that's increasing in value. However, its applicability on a global scale as it believes it can be is not talking to the reality of a lot of the other countries that, you know, that this is, that's the next frontier. It's always which countries are now growing into being, um, into using technologies. All of the interest in finance now is, which countries are have the most potential? Asia has the, a lot of potential, which is why you're seeing China, Singapore, and Hong Kong shoot up the way that they are. Africa used to be that. Brazil used to be that. Um, Russia, India, you know, what they refer to as the BRICS country. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. That is what they refer to as like your overarching developing countries. And those countries, Russia maybe, but in, some, in, the, in the others, it... Uh, blockchain bitcoin um as a currency is a that's a far that's a that's a far solution for 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 the people here right now gotcha mm. gotcha and i think the other thing that that and the volatility of it i think essentially means that if you are hearing about bitcoin maybe not for the first time but seriously considering figuring out what it is and buying it for the first time and how to buy it. Cause it's not as hard to buy as a lot of other stocks are. Um, you have to do some online maneuvering. Unless I think, I think one of the trading platforms like M1 allows you to buy Bitcoin straight, but so it's a whole thing. But I think the, I think the bottom line is like, if you're, if you're just hearing about it, it's not some, you would have to be looking to trade it and watch it and follow it going forward now pretty almost like a day trader if you wanted to see very high returns on it very quickly um if you if it's something that makes you excited to get into investing and looking into investing strategies i think that's awesome um and i think that if you're but i would just say that yeah it is a long-term type of long-term type of thing every it, it's the excitement we're seeing from it now, I think, is um, deceptive in terms of how quickly anything, the average person can see returns off of making an investment in this. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, with a few parting shots on this particular topic, one, um, I'll leave you with the fun, another fun statistic, right? Because now we're talking day trading of Bitcoin. The percentage mm-hmm. of first-time day traders who are lose money trading in the forex market. Guess how much it is? Eighty. Perfect. Eighty-six percent. Makes sense. Eighty-six percent. You will lose your money, and the reason that is is because, as someone who has day traded before, those those waves are very difficult to to maneuver with day trading. You can make a lot of money very quickly with day trading, but without a system, without uh, without having data, da- algorithms and data and, and developers who are working to be able to help you have the quickest 
um, to be able to help to have the quickest trades and to, to, to be able to sculpt different markets and focus specifically on a single market and use various tools to help you push through without, without things like that, you, you are a guppy swimming in a pool full of whales. And there's a great book by, uh, it's called a flash, the flash boys, actually the flash boys, uh, Michael, I don't want to say Michael Moore, but Flash Boys, and it and it speaks on these massive hundred million dollar investments that banks and institutions have made in the internet connections that they that they utilize for their day traders because they want to be half a split second quicker when it comes to day trading. That is who you're playing against when you're going to be day trading with forex and things of that nature. And now how the game is developed is that they have professors and mathematicians just simply coding um just simply coding into these supercomputers that are trading that is who you're trading against when you're doing day trading and that's important for people to understand and more importantly on that as well as a final point is that there are a lot of scammers out there people when it comes to trading of forex when it comes to trading of bitcoin and anything of that nature there's three things that people have to always be aware for when you're going to start trading on your own one make sure that those people have certified licenses brokerage licenses to help you trade now if people do not have those licenses and you are well entitled to ask for them the laws of any of essentially any country state that if you want to start investing with somebody and you ask them for their licenses, they should be able to show you their licenses. It's either they have a trader license, a broker license, a financial service provider license, whatever the case is, ask for those licenses. That's very, very important. In South Africa, some boys just stole $600 million from 288,000 people who were supposedly investing in Bitcoin. It was a scam. Those boys took that money and they ran. That type of thing happens all the time. Ask for certification. And two, listen, I just broke down who you're playing up against. And so the concept of thinking that you can beat these flash boys who've invested hundreds of millions of dollars through trading on your phone, is it possible? Sure. Is it actually happening? Very unlikely. That's very, very, very unlikely. Be careful of people that are charging you just to do programs. Be careful of that. It's very, it's very scammy material, right? Licenses, be careful of fake traders. And more importantly, do your research, man. Do your research, reach out to people, speak to people. You need to be comfortable. There should never be a rush of you to put your money into anything if you're not comfortable with it when it comes to financial times because you will never time the market perfectly. You will never time the market perfectly. It, it goes up and it goes down all the time. Time in the market will always beat timing the market. If I say anything more, I'm going to have to send an invoice out. Reach out to us privately and we can help you out. Hey, so just to put a bow on it, you would say Bitcoin is probably most useful to most people as a, a way to diversify your portfolio if you're interested in cryptocurrency and, you know, but not necessarily a silver bullet strategy to economic investing and prosperity. The chances of you getting dog rich off of it are very, are because of the volatility and trading your way there. I, I, that's not the strategy that I would take. That's not the strategy that I advise any of my clients to take. What I do advise though, is including that at 
a proportional percentage of a total portfolio for something that you can hold in the long term. So if you have 100% of your portfolio, 5% being led to currencies, that's kind of the industry standards. That's kind of how, you know, 5% is what we usually assume for exotic investments, such as currencies, um, Forex, um, try that out. You know, try that out. Put money in there that you wouldn't be afraid to lose. If you do want to put a lot of cash into it, write it out into the long term. Give it another three, five-year window and watch it grow over time. Have a strong stomach. That's what you pay for. You pay traders to have strong stomachs. And you will, and you will. The other thing about Bitcoin is too, is that you can buy things with it. It is complicated, but you can find marketplaces where if you just want to get out, you can, that Bitcoin will translate to value somewhere on the internet. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to find it later. So um, it is more liquid in that sense. But uh, thank you, bro. Thank you for financially analyzing uh, the shit out of the Bitcoin segment for us. Appreciate that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy, man. We bring that to the people. As I said, if I have to say more, I'm at charge, but just for y'all, the people we care about, we give them this to y'all for free this time around. I'm an overpriced advisor, but I overcharge. Pay me. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Recommended and review. The streets have been on fire this week about this particular movie, man. People are going crazy over Soul. And I know you've seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. What'd you think? I think I, I thought Soul was a good movie, man. I'm, I'm interested to to hear your take on it because you've always, you know, I, I always respect your taste in movies. And I so I th- I thought it was I thought it was a cool movie. Put it there. Yeah, I thought so. I've I've both seen it and read a lot of what I saw it first before I read anything about it. Um, and then I read what people are saying, some of the things that they're upset about. Overall, I think it's, it's decent. You know, I've, they're, I'm not a connoisseur of, of Disney and animated movies the way I used to be in my youth, but I think that there are definitely some movies that I've watched either with females or with my nieces, Disney movies for sure that have, um, or animated movies, I should say that have really like made a, a real impression on me. Um, I, I would say that Soul is, it's, it's got moments that have impressions on me, but the whole movie cohesively isn't, wasn't a super moving experience for me. Um, in the movie itself, representation is always important. So it was beautiful to see care put into the creation of black characters. Um, it was really cool to see how much consulting obviously went into the movie from actual black folks giving notes, um, just about it just, and that was evident just from the number of like faux pas that weren't made, but there were still some things that I just thought were really interesting choices, like acknowledging that the, that the little ghost was a white lady. Like in the movie for them to come out and say like like for him to be like, why you sound like a white lady though? Like if you never put that line in the movie, even if you have a white voice actor as her, then you don't invite the same, the the racial overtones in the same way that you do just with that one line, just being like, you're white, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm white. Okay, cool. And it's just like, why did you do that? You know what I mean? She was 
perfectly like she had a white she had a white voice and then but it was there was perfectly set up for you to just assume she's a right now you got to sit here have me, have me take into my brain that this little being can use any voice of in a whole world she could be australian she could be swedish she could be from a latin american country but she chose out of everything to be a white lady that speaks english dog that's the most unbelievable thing about the whole movie <laughs> like why because there's flyer why? accents why out there you? for sure you could be idris elba so yeah you would you, you would pick white lady out of if you had access to every accent in the world come on dog like it just the fact that they brought attention to that i think invited it made them deserve all the criticism that they got for all of for all of that because it's not a perfect movie in that in that sense there are weird undertones of like you know this this little ghost bitch jungle booking the fuck out of this nigga following i want to be like you just like the fucking goddamn <laughs> what you know is what I mean? are some of the criticisms of the of the movie that i, I haven't i i didn't know that the they were criticizing the movie, like that the criticisms of the movie largely stem from the idea that if you zoom out it's basically get out with a girl a ghost girl that's unborn and she dis- discovers the passion for life through the life of a black man, right? She's been shown oh, all yikes. these white people oh, and yikes. she's like, she's kind of like, oh, I don't really care about life. And then she sees the life of an average black dude. And then she's like, I want that. And then at a certain point she turns around and is like, I'm not giving you your body back. I'm stealing it. And he chases her down to find her only to continue helping her not be like, <laughs> get his body back and be like, this ghost bitch tried to steal my body. <laughs> Fuck that ghost bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's there's a so when you look at the movie from that perspective there's a lot of like okay i see the cracks in what's a very pretty painting um so i appreciate the opportunity that it gave to uh all the black folks that worked on the movie um the final product i think is really cool and i'm glad that when i have kids there's a there's a black disney movie or they're starting to be with this and Princess and the Frog, there'll be multiple Disney films that I can show them that they'll have representations of of uh, protagonists and, you know, princesses and all that. But um, I think and it's, and it's really easy to juxtapose. And I know I'm ranting now, but damn, I love, I love movies and I've been watching a lot of them because I had time over the holidays. So if you look at this, there's this, the soul jazz inspired movie, right? Then there's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is a fire Netflix movie with Viola Davis and Chadwick mm. Chadwick Boseman. Um, I think that is a moving experience, right? In terms of Black people's connecting to to jazz and that music. And then there's uh, there's one more jazz related Black movie that just that just came out. Um, oh, you thinking La La Land, pimp? Out of here, bro. It escapes me. There's another one that just dropped that was about uh, black people playing in a band. A mm. uh, Green Book. Come on, bro. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, Green Book is a good movie about a black dude who plays jazz. Uh, who plays jazz? That's what Green Book is about. Isn't Green Book the one where he's the driver? Oh yeah, he's uh, the white dude is the driver. Okay. Yeah, there is the. Okay, cool. So yeah, Green Book. But that's not the one I was thinking of. There's another one. 
I thought you were just naming. You just uh, thinking Mo Better Blues, dude. Frank. You're just trying to find a way to Mo Better Blues. It's a great movie. I'm trying to get back to it. But anyway, there's I feel like it has a there's a lot of there's a lot of black content right now to compare it to and to be like, hmm. Well, there's a lot of celebrations of black people that you just didn't need a white character. Why you put a white character in it? You know what I mean? You just didn't just. But whatever. Uh, I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was it's a good movie. It's a good kids movie, but it's not mm. a groundbreaking. It's not a step forward in the way that we look at all black entertainment to be these days. Do you think that's an unfair pressure to put on black movies that all the black movies that are come that come out of these major production houses have to be groundbreaking it always has to be black panther i think you i think you nailed it without even realizing it i think it's an unfair pressure to put on black filmmakers and black um creators but i think it's a ex, the exact appropriate pressure to put on major studios i think major studios better be shaking in their boots quaking inviting every mm. black person they can to the table when they take our culture in their hands with all the money that they're able to put behind these major motion mm. pictures mm. when we're talking about black driven projects black indian film i think we can ease up on expecting everything to be this very uh explicit you know, reimagining, re rebirth of our culture, you know, every time we watch this, these, you know, mm. looking for these films. Um, I do want that. I do want to do the right thing for my generation. I do want, you know, a Friday for my generation. I do want, you know, uh, some of those things, but I think it is unfair to put that on some of our, some of the black creators that just want to do their thing and create, but for sure hold these studios to the fire and make them do the shit they're supposed to. Yeah, I thought it was a perfect, perfect analysis, perfect analysis. And that kind of captures how I felt about it, too. Um, there was a lot of hype I heard around it, you know, just in terms of people calling it life changing and things of that nature. I, I wouldn't go that far personally. However, I could see how someone could appreciate that. What I found, what I was very interested in going into that movie is seeing how they handled um, the afterlife and spirituality in that way. Um, I thought that they did a, a, a very fine dance in being rather um, elusive in general and, you know, very non, non specific about the type of way that they, they portray characters in the afterlife and what is the afterlife and what they call the great beyond. So, I, you know, I, I was just watching that with the lens of, of trying to understand how they would, they would go about it. I think they kept it appropriate for children. I thought that they didn't try to put these, these animated characters into situations that are very difficult to explain. Is he dead? No. So he's in dream world, kids, you know, maybe. It's, it's, it's one of those types of things, so... On that front, that 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 was very interesting to me. But I thought for the concepts that they try to reach, it, the real pleasure, you know, being present is 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 the gift of life. Uh, yeah, I, man, I, I have to support that type of message, you know. So, from a kids' movies perspective, I think it's a good movie. Like you said, it goes well in into the arsenal of black movies that we can refer to, um, especially for kids. And for me, give it six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. Six and a half. Six and a half out of ten. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair score. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I hope it grows on me. I hope it, I hope it solidifies itself as a, as a increasingly dope movie to, to go back to. I think the music was really good. Um, the animation was really cool. Uh, I did appreciate the brother in the barber in the barbershop that was uh the Donnell Donnell Rawlings. And then and then they uh and then he goes like you just coming at me because to cover up for your own insecurities and he's like cut deep dog. Yeah. Uh, that was that was that was really cool how they managed to use that barbershop as that space to show uh to make subtle accurate commentary on on different ways that black people engage each other and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. So it's beautiful. I, I've, I didn't mean to do this in the recommended reviews, but I realized that I'm, I'm going to be angry black men about everything we talk about today. Are we going to your honor next or what's up? Yeah, man, let's review your honor. We started watching it. Where where you at with it? What episode are you on? I'm on five, which is, I think the last episode that came out. That is the last episode that came out. Um, Walter White is a, is a judge now. And <laughs> it's uh, hard not it's hard not to see whenever Brian Cranston starts lying, you 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 get the Walter White. You just expect Skyler to pop out of nowhere. Especially when he goes from when he goes from patient dad to just shouting. But it's great oh. writing, man. It's great writing. And now at episode five, we're seeing uh there's a black queen pin apparently and she's ready to go to war if they want it to be this is some exciting stuff man this is this is the type of entertainment that i fully appreciate right before snowfall comes out it's it's a it's a great show man they saved it with episode five because i'm watching episode four so episode three ends with our homie kofi jones going into the so kofi jones is the guy who gets accused of do we talk about what the show's about? Have we talked about the show at all? We, we haven't talked about the show. But I very not right. nah. It's like episode five, dude. It's lit now. If you if you're about it, you're about it. If you ain't, you ain't. It is what it is, dude. Basically, basically, our brother on the show that is falsely accused of a crime. Man, yeah, spoiler alerts all up and through this motherfucker, because it's all spoilers. That's all we're talking about. So if you episode ain't five. seen the show. Yeah, if you if you ain't seen the show, then skip. We probably should have talked more about episode one and two or three, four. But anyway, how Kofi gonna walk up in there and then just get murked? Episode three ends with the dude is telling Kofi like, "You gotta be smart. You gotta outthink them. You can't. You can't out. You can't out hustle the Baxters. The Baxters hustle plays everywhere." And then yeah. Kofi walks to the brother's cell at the end of the episode. I'm Kofi Jones. Cut to the beginning of episode four. My homie dead. is dead as fuck. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. dead. And Kofi was about to Kofi was about to con- convert to Islam, fam. You, it was coming. Kofi was super dead at the beginning of episode four, bro. I'm yeah. mad as hell. Like damn. And it and it and it just hit me. And like this is why I said I was going to be angry. As you watch this show, it does a good job of showing you how. White people just get away with everything. The kid gets in a fight at school. The senator, who's his sister, his mom's sister-in-law, shows up. He's supposed to get expelled. He only gets suspended. But as you're watching it, until episode five, it looks like black people are just 
out here getting kicked around <laughs> by white people and can't what? do nothing, got no agency, can't, you know what I mean? And I think the show is trying to demonstrate the unfairness of that and all the different ways that white privilege corrupts people. But to wait until episode five to show that the black people are also thinking thoughts about, have thoughts about this too, I think is, did, did the show a disservice? Because I finished episode four and I'm after they, after the white folks, the Italian people blow up the house of the family that ain't done nothing <laughs> to this point. And I'm just like, wow. Like we haven't seen a single black person do anything about any of this or even what they think about any of this. Like, uh, it's it was very unbalanced. And so it seems like it's trying to make up with that with episode five with the black gangster soprano mom family. But look, talk to it. I'll talk to the white man and say, hey, we are proved. I done proved it. We didn't do it to you. <laughs> it wasn't us. And it just kind of, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there were very many black consultants on this show. Nonetheless, the writing, is, the writing is strong. The writing is strong. And we, I, I think we should expect to see more of the, the, the matriarch character coming more into play. That seems like where the writing is going to, where, you know, that would be the main uh, conflict that 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 arises from that or they join forces or something of that nature but when you speak great show your honor but when you speak of people that don't do anything throughout the throughout the the show or the episode it makes me think about the new wonder woman movie you go through half of that movie without seeing very much superhero action actually and i think that's my biggest gripe about that movie you haven't seen it you don't have to. I would say it is about as good as Sucker Punch would be if Will Smith wasn't in there. Or, nope, keep Will Smith. Take Harley Quinn out. Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad without Harley Quinn is, is what the new Wonder Woman is as good as. What is Sucker Punch? Sucker Punch is better than both of those. Sucker punches with Nicolas Cage, right? I never, I never heard of I never heard of Sucker Punch. How to figure out what that is? Sucker punches with Nicolas Cage and who's this? this? Sucker Punch is a good movie, dude. Better than both of those movies for sure, undoubtedly. It's got Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, give it a look. Nick, Sucker Punch is the the superhero movie of the nerd who turns into a superhero, right? Yes. I'm talking about kick-ass. I'm talking about kick-ass. <laughs> I'm talking about kick-ass. This is what I'm talking about. Look what how quickly sucker punch, dude? <laughs> look how quickly we look how quickly we don't want to talk about uh the new Wonder Woman movie. Um for me, dude, it's a it's a strong um it's a it's a strong no for me with the with the Wonder Woman one. That's, a That's all I got. That's all I got. Watch if you want. <laughs> That's sad because Wonder Woman was the probably the best DC act, uh, superhero movie besides the Batman's. Yeah, Wonder dude. Woman is pretty good. So Sucker Punch is that vampire hunter movie with all those ladies? Yeah, no, no, thank you, man. No, thank you. What? <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank I'm you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Sucker Punch is about as good as uh. It's about as good. This Wonder Woman movie is about as good as the new Char, uh, Charlie's Angels movie. There's a new Charlie's Angels movie. Did, there's, and there's you a, watched it? 
there's a new Charlie's Angels. It came out a year or two ago. And you watched it? <laughs> I had to. It's about as it's about as good Why? as it's about as good as Ocean's Thirteen or Ocean's Fourteen. You have seen all these terrible movies, dude. <laughs> you saw? Did you see the female Ghostbusters too? Nah, that's too far. <laughs> that's where we draw the line. That's where we draw the line. Say. We need to have a segment where you just review all of the worst movies of 2019. Because <laughs> clearly you watched them. <laughs> I, I still won't forget how we decided to watch nothing but slave movies just to make an episode of a podcast that did not come out. True. We did that. We went through that. See? And this is the product. This is the product that you get from all that preparation. Oh, You're man. welcome. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Mr. Balls Xavier, I think I think we done we done served up a hot plate of content, my brother. Happy 2021 to you. This is um, we're 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 touching down with the new year with some new energy. We got some new plans for the people, man, and it's it's nothing but a pleasure to be your co-host through this process. I must say. Cooking. Big cooking. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Big cooking. Just wait. Good things coming. Check it out. Stick with us. Stick with us. I think you're going to see this year. I'm speaking into existence. You're going to see, you're going to see this mug take off in terms of the quality of content that we're providing. You'll see. Y'all going to see. But I ain't going to hold you, man, because we know. We know. We are fully aware. We know. You have entirely too many choices when it comes to checking out a podcast. And so we appreciate you rocking with All The Way Live. Live in the sense that we're celebrating life. Live in the sense that we're celebrating, celebrating. Celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good? My favorite thing. Celebrating 2021. Cruising on into this thing. So as I land this... As I reiterate to y'all, what's in the stash, what we got coming, believe me, y'all gonna wanna be here for that. So with that, tantalizing teaser, peace, love, water, we gone. (laughs) Yeah.